Everyone loves the Super Bowl commercials, and this year's run the gamut from entertaining to nonsense, sometimes even in one commercial. Join us for the AYJW Commercial Awards. Are you just watching episode 89, The Commercial Awards? Welcome to the podcast that shares critical thinking for the entertained Christian. I'm E. Franklin. I'm Tim Martin. And we decided to approach the Super Bowl commercials a little different this year. We are doing an award ceremony. Yay! And our categories are a little fun. Yeah, it was an interesting set of commercials this year. Yeah. I know that I expected to see quite a bit more political content, you know, like Colin Kaepernick. And more social justice stuff. And we did see some, but not nearly as much as I expected. Yeah. The commercials broke out into several categories very neatly. So it they kind of works really well for a commercial award ceremony in which we nominate some commercials and then award a winner for each category. And we're going to jump right in because there's none of our normal first impression stuff to talk about this time around. Yeah. And no spoilers either, yeah, just no for the record. Yeah. If you haven't seen the commercials, they can probably be found online. We'll also post links to them in our show notes, as well as an embedded video of the winner of each category in our show notes. And But you can usually find them on YouTube. It's usually yeah. really easy. Well, our first category is Best Celebrity Cameo. There was a lot of commercials this year that had celebrities in them. And we only picked out four, but there were more than four. Yeah, <laughs> this seems to be a really common marketing ploy. Yeah. It's, I want to say there were no more or less this year than there usually are. Mm -hmm. I think back to Mean Joe Green and the, uh, was it Coca-Cola? Mm-hmm. The, you know, the throwing of the shirt? Yeah, it was Coke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A very famous Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, our first runner-up is the Amazon Echo Fails commercial. Which mm -hmm. I thought was very interesting and in that they decided to go with a a failure instead of success <laughs> to, to talk about all the failures. But they are entertaining. And Harrison Ford has a cameo. Actually, he's about half the commercial. Him yeah. and his well, dog. Yeah, his dog. Yeah. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker. This is a commercial that I actually saw prior to the Super Bowl. It, they were released it on, in social media uh, several days, I think, before... The Super Bowl actually aired. And so it was one that just popped up in my feed and I watched and had to share because it was so hilarious. I think it's my favorite, but let's talk about the others before we award one. <laughs> yep. No, no, no early voting. No early vo <laughs> and we, we're not busing in voters from other districts either. Yeah, it's just the two of us. Okay. So our second runner up is ADT Property Brothers. And this is a very short ad, basically uh, using the Property Brothers, who are HGTV show, which mm. not everybody has had a chance to watch. And they're brothers, and they sell properties. So <laughs> I guess in a way, they, they are experts in the field of home security. I don't know how that makes them experts, but they are celebrities. So we put them <laughs> on the list. They're, they're celebrities. Therefore, they are experts on everything. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say, I had no clue who these two people were <laughs> in the commercial. My wife explained it to me, thankfully. Our third runner-up is the Planters ad. Well, in the Planters ad, it actually had several ads. 
But uh, the two big celebrities in it were A-Rod, who was in all of them. And then there was a cameo from Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, yeah. With the crazy peanut wagon doing all that stuff. Right. Speaking from the viewer point of view, I had difficulty suspending my disbelief that a vehicle with two and a half tons of fiberglass making up the body could actually do a jump. Yes. I'm just saying. Yes, I agree. Completely agree. Uh, that definitely the, had the, to suspend your disbelief there. The creative team did not do a very good job prepping me for that. <laughs> Needed more build up. Yeah. Now, our fourth runner up in this category is the bubbly ad. <laughs> And I have to admit that I don't know who Buble is, but Uh, they made such a point of him being a celebrity that my ignorance was not important, I think. If you don't know who Michael Buble is, you are seriously missing out. He's a crooner. He's a singer. Okay. And has one of the best voices in the business. He did a Christmas album a number of years ago that is just off the charts. Hmm. One of the reasons that I am so fond of him is he actually left the public view for three years Mm. when his three-year-old son was diagnosed with liver cancer. Wow. And this Super Bowl commercial actually marks him coming back uh, now that his son has been diagnosed as cancer-free. Very nice. So, you know, here we have a celebrity. uh, I have no idea what his political views are, but he put his family first. Mm -hmm. And when a celebrity does that, uh, like Rick Moranis did after his wife died, Mm Mm-hmm. It ups the respect meter for me. So I was very pleased to see him back. And uh, I enjoyed the commercial because, you know, pronunciations is something I have an issue with. (laughs) Yeah, that was a cute take on the bubbly name. And uh, I thought it was interesting how he mispronounced Dave's name. And (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah, it was a cute commercial. So of these four runners up, which is your favorite? Well, for me, I would definitely rule out ADT and Planters. Uh, Planters was a a funny cameo because, you know, Charlie Sheen and (laughs) he's just Charlie Sheen. Yeah. A-Rod. Whatever. Yeah. So it was it was cute, but it wasn't that big for me. ADT Property Brothers already said I didn't have a clue who they were. Right. So for me, it comes down to Buble Bubbly and uh, the Amazon Echo Fails. Um, I first saw the Amazon one when you sent me the link uh, mm-hmm. before the Super Bowl. I got to say, I really enjoyed it. Yes, it's an it's an entertaining ad. It, it, it's a tough choice for me because both of them were were big on humor, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> as much as I like Michael Bublé, I would have to go with the Amazon Echo because it has more variety in it. Yeah, that that was my favorite too. Uh, I think that was a a very effective ad. And yeah. uh, for as much as our echoes still only are little devices that you talk to, I think it's cool that Amazon's playing off of the idea of making it, branching it out and making more out of it. There was one comment that I wanted to make on the uh, Buble Bubbly one. Mm-hmm. And that was the way, and I, I don't know if this was intended, but this is the way I took it. I really enjoyed how they did the disagreement with Michael Buble. Mm -hmm. He was insistent, but he didn't take offense at people disagreeing with him. Mm -hmm. He just said, it's Buble. It's Buble, Dave. (laughs) Uh, I thought, you know, we might be able to learn something from that, that just because somebody believes something that you are 100% certain is incorrect, 
That doesn't mean you treat them with disrespect. Yeah. And I, I liked that, and I thought Michael Bublé was a good person to do with it. Uh, I particularly enjoyed the last bit where it shows him correcting the spelling on all the cans. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Yeah, I mean, it was adorable ad. I just think that the yeah. Amazon one edged it out. Yeah, well, the Amaz Amazon does have a little bit more money than... Uh, Bubbly? Well, Bublé is Pepsi, isn't it? I don't know. Or uh, Bu Bubbly. Bubbly. <laughs> I think they brought more money to the Amazon one. Yeah. Yeah. And they got bigger names. So, I mean, Harrison uh, slightly. Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford's a much bigger name. So, a scriptural tie-in for this category, I would say, is uh, Little Children, Keep Yourself from Idols, First John 5.12. Mm. Uh, I think that we tend to hero worship a bit too much in our culture. And we, we put our celebrities up on pedestals and they become idols. And it, it's something that we have to be careful with as Christians, that we always put the correct spin on where celebrities, I mean, even Christian celebrities, I've seen people get all googly over meeting some, you know, Christian preacher or something. And it's like, you, they're people too. They have faults yeah. too. They're sinners just like the rest of us. And they count for just as much before God as we do. And yeah. I think it's very telling that we, we let celebrities be spokesmen for ads that have nothing to do with their specialty. And, and some, is a very strong word there. Yeah. So it, I don't know. I just, I thought that would be a, a good, good tie in. And you know that we see that so much in, in news today. The one that's been bugging me the most is uh, the whole Ellen, Ellen Page, I think is her name, where she has been calling out Mike Pence and Chris Pratt for their churches stance on lgbt mm -hmm. and it is why why are we taking our moral advice from somebody who is uh, granted very good at their job mm -hmm. but moral guidance is not part of that job right she does not hold a master in divinity she does not hold a psychology degree or a degree in ethics, or anything like that. So <laughs> I don't understand yeah. why it gets any credence. All right, I'm get, stepping off my soapbox. <laughs> well, it's a good soapbox, and it's something for... <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tall good, one. Yeah, well, it's good for us to remember that celebrities are only human, and being famous doesn't imbue you with any special wisdom. Uh, definitely not. Our next category is Best Emotional Moment. And mm. we have three runner-ups for this category. The first one is the Simply Safe ad in which we talk about all the things that you live in fear of. And it kind of builds up this drama of, you know, get your heart rate up because there's so much to be afraid of in our world today. And then they kind of let you off the hook by telling you that Simply Safe makes your home a safe place to relax and not have any fears. And our second runner-up is Microsoft, who has come up with a special gaming device for people who have unusual limbs, I guess you, this would be a kind way to, to put well, it. No, it's, it's uh, you know, disabilities. Disabilities, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's beautiful, beautiful ad because it spotlights the needs of people that that are less than the normal way of doing things and mm -hmm. uh, helping them to 
attain the same level of activity as other kids in the video gaming world. Anyway. Yeah. And I was very touched by the ad. I, this is another one I saw before the Super Bowl, and I thought it was a, a very good ad. Yeah, they had actually aired this one before the Super Bowl, too. Not mm -hmm. a, not only on the internet, but I had seen little bits and pieces of it as like 30-second or 15-second or commercials in other programs. Mm -hmm. And our third runner-up is the Kia ad. I think they only had one. And it spotlights a town in Georgia that builds Kias and... Mm -hmm. Talking about how they're they're nobodies and they're out in the boondocks and they're 81 miles from the nearest world stage, which is Atlanta, where the Super Bowl took place this year. And just talking about how they want to be known for what they have done and what they have built, even though they're nobodies, that, that they'll leave a legacy through the things they build. And I just thought that was a very beautiful ad because it's it, it goes much beyond building a car. And mm -hmm. I, I thought there's a definite message to that ad that could be taken away when any of us feel insignificant in what we do or where we are. Yeah. I'm going to get back to the Kia ad, which is a very close runner-up in my mind. Mm -hmm. I I just nominated it for another category while while <laughs> we were talking, because that's the magic of the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, my vote has to be uh, for the Microsoft ad. Yeah. Um, I did not like the Simply Safe ad, and I will go into that in a little bit when we get to the other category I nominated that one for. <laughs> but my mother-in-law uh, has spent, I want to say, more than 30 years working with special needs folks. Mm -hmm. And she and I have talked on more than one occasion about the difficulties that her residents face in the equipment and technologies that are not built with their needs in mind. And, and mm -hmm. granted, you know, the way it works, building it for their needs would not be profitable. Mm -hmm. But the fact that Microsoft has seen these needs and has designed equipment specifically to meet the broadest variety of special needs, I think really touched, you know, it plucked that heartstring for me. Mm -hmm. And I, although, you know, Microsoft is this great big conglomerate American Satan machine, <laughs> I think it wins in, in my book for the best emotional moment. I can agree with you on that one as well. I, I think it would be a very tight one between Microsoft and Kia. And, mm. uh, but I do believe just the beauty of having a company as big as Microsoft take into account the minority who need that special help is, and then to spotlight it during, you know, this big world stage event is, is a beautiful thing. It really is. And they, yeah. they deserve to, to be the winner of that category. Agreed. <laughs> we have a winner. We have a winner. <laughs> so far we're, we're not disagreeing on much. <laughs> <laughs> So as far as the scripture tie-in goes for this one, you know, it, it's very easy to pluck those heartstrings. But really, the Microsoft one for me jumped into mind the importance of remembering everyone and doing what we can to help. And that brought to mind Matthew 25, 35 through 40. Mm-hmm. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? 
And the king will answer them, Truly I tell to you, whatever you did for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that one's perfect for this. Yeah. And I, and just as a side, I was thinking kind of also as Matthew nineteen fourteen, where Jesus says, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. Oh, yeah. For to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. I mean, not so much from a little children's standpoint is that to not create hindrances for people to the gospel and to bridge the gap, but, you know, between what people are capable of naturally and and where we are. I mean, it's like having a church service where you have people who are hard of hearing and can't hear and provide the technology so that they can understand or, you know, a a deaf interpreter or somebody able to interpret the language into their own language. I mean, just little things like that where we go past the hurdles that prevent people from getting to the gospel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the next category that we have is the best commercial for a series or movie trailer. And I I think this was probably one of the more common commercial categories, at least most easily identifiable commercial categories. We didn't even go through all the CBS uh, TV show promos that were (laughs) laced through there. So the ones that we picked out, and I'm sure that our listeners have seen them already, but the big Captain Marvel Mm -hmm. trailer that came out, it was the lift me up one or uh, stand back up or pick me up one. There was an interesting one from Hulu for Handmaid's Tales about its morning in America. Mm. And then Fast and Furious had one for the upcoming movie Hobbs and Shaw starring Jathan Straitman and uh, Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Uh, Netflix had one for the upcoming, uh, I don't know, is it a series or a movie? I think it's a series. I think it's a series. Yeah, kind of like a Nat Nat Geographic kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is going to be offered in HD uh, 4K, if I remember correctly. That'll be beautiful. And <laughs> if you have a TV last... to see it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Finally, the last one on the list was the upcoming Prime series on Hannah, which looks very interesting and is actually similar to the movie of the same name that was, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Hmm. It was the first I'd heard of it, so I must have missed the movie. And I think they did run an in-game ad too, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was actually in the it was I want to say it was even the first commercial of regular play. Yeah, it, it was. It was a weird commercial, though. Yeah. The, the Marvel one. Yeah. This is hard for me because I have some things to say about The Handmaid's Tale, but it's not because I've ever seen it because I don't have I don't subscribe to Hulu. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, have, I've, ne- I've never seen that episode either. I, I have seen the movie that was made back in, I believe it was either the early 2000s or the late 90s, they made a movie called The Handmaid's Tale, and it's based on a really? book. Okay. By Greg Atwood or something like that. Yeah, Atwood sounds right. Anyway, it, it's definitely an anti-Christian book and show and movie. And so the whole concept is, you know, patriarchal religious society that forces women mm-hmm. into roles they don't want to be in, based on the whole concept of Abraham and Sarah using uh, Sarah's handmaid to create a child. And that that worked out just fine. Yeah, like the Bible really said that was a great way to do it. And mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I have some serious problems with that. And I don't know whether to reward it, award, the award, just so that I can talk about my problems with it or to put <laughs> it to the bottom of the list. Well, actually, let me j- jump in here because yeah. my vote for the best one would actually be The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. And keeping in mind, I've never actually seen the series. I've never seen any of the books. I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. But from a purely cinematic effect, 
<laughs> yeah, cinematic creative standpoint, mm-hmm. I think that was the best commercial of them. Mm-hmm. Because it told the most interesting story through a very short, you know, commercial. Mm-hmm. It started with the, it's morning in America, and ended up with the, it's morning in America. <laughs> yes. So it really, it took you on a ride through it. Mm-hmm. And I like that. It's it, And that's not to say, it, I guarantee I'm going to be seeing Captain Marvel, God willing. Oh, yeah. And I'm never going to watch The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> That's uh, that. That is not on my to do list. Yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. I may watch when it hits Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and our planet is something that I would turn on as background, uh, but I won't go out of my way to watch. Yeah. I'm. I'm uh, actually very intrigued by Hannah, and I have Prime, uh, so I may end up checking that one out. So we're unanimous on the winner on for two different reasons. Yep. Yeah. I say, Handmaid's Tale has to win purely for cinematic content. Despite the fact that the message really sucks. (laughs) Yeah. The whole concept of The Handmaid's Tale being so big right now. I mean, it was like at the uh, Kavanaugh hearings, they had the women dressing up in the red with the bonnets and showing up at the hearing to protest Kavanaugh and all of this really horrid stuff that they've been using it as a generator for a lot of social justice and progressiveness and i don't know i just it rubs me the wrong way because i do know the story i I have seen the the movie that was made and i can't remember i have the book i can't remember whether i made it through it or not whether i ever actually made hmm. made it through reading the book it just it put my back up because it's such a wrong interpretation of what scripture says because that's exactly what they did was they took the story of abraham and isaac and hagar and they turned it into this like society where the women who are young and able to produce children are conscripted into handmaids to then be forced to be impregnated by the prosperous men of the society to yeah. bear them children so that the, their wives don't have to put up with the discomfort of being pregnant and giving giving birth. But then they don't get to keep the children that the families take the kids from them. So it's yep. it's basically a, an attempt to use the scripture to make a societal statement that is inaccurate and, and it's inaccurate in this use of scripture and it's an inaccurate as a societal statement because we don't do that with women in our culture. Uh, you know, for me, this brings back the old saying, which has been misquoted and misattributed uh, dozens and dozens of times about how if you do not remember your history, you're doomed to repeat it type thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is that the, global Christian church, the the organization of the Christian church has done many, many bad things throughout the course of history. Mm-hmm. But that is sin. That is the sin of humanity, not the nature of the Christian church that that, that is shining through. Yeah, I, I think I remember some, I think it was a pastor at one point said that when you look at like some of the really horrible things that were done by the quote unquote church back like in the middle ages, you know, the inquisition yeah. and the crusades and all these things that he says that that was when Satan joined the church It's like when he, when he stopped <laughs> fighting the church and joined it. And it's kind of interesting because if you look before that, you know, Christians were horribly martyred during the Roman empire. And then somewhere along the way they built into a political movement and that harmed Christianity because as a political movement, it's all about power who has power over who and and that's really the way The Handmaid's Tale portrays Christianity or their version of Christianity is that it's a power thing. And 
that's not what what our Christian faith is about. I've got a scripture tie-in for this one that uh, because we chose Handmaid's Tale and how it points to how the dark parts of Christian history are being used to portray the church. Uh, it put me in mind of First uh, John four one through three. Mm-hmm. Dear friends, do not believe believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God, because many false prophets have come out into the world. This is how you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming. Even now, it is already in the world. That's good. And I think that it speaks to the message that we have to embrace, Mm -hmm. that the Church of the Handmaid's Tale is not confessing that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. It is not, all it is, is a big baddie, uh, just like I have complained complained before on this podcast, Hollywood likes to use the NSA. Mm -hmm. The NSA is always the big baddie. They're always listening in. Folks, I've worked for the NSA. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) You have to apply critical thinking to this kind of thing. And when it comes to Handmaid's Tale, it is exactly the same way. You've got to apply critical thinking. This is a fictional representation of the church in a science fiction environment based on the darkest parts of our history. If you go back to the darkest parts of my life and amplify them 10,000-fold, I would make a great (laughs) supervillain. But that's not the part I want to be remembered for, and that's the part that I'm continually striving to work away from. It's the same way for The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. That is not the church, folks. It's not even Christians in politics. No. Even at their worst, they're not even anywhere close to that. Unless you're Ellen Page and Mike Pence. (laughs) But that's another story. Yeah. Our next category is the Sin Spotlight. And you might wonder why we're spotlighting sin, but we're only spotlighting sin because they spotlighted sin without even knowing it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Our nominees for this category are the Skechers ad um, called Easy. and That had Tony Romo. And our next one is the the commercial for Devour. Devour frozen foods. Yes, (sighs) which I've never even heard of, and I'm not going to go look for them now. Yeah, it's I I had never heard of them before this commercial. I do want to say that this commercial disturbed me on a very core level. <laughs> uh, l- let's finish introducing yeah. them and <laughs> then I'll talk. The next one is Deets Nuts. And then we also added Expensify's ad to this one. And we added Simply Safe. Yeah. We've already talked about those commercials, but they are in this category. Yeah, it's so... Maybe we should say which sins we think they're spotlighting. What you know? What we can tie it to the Catholic Seven Deadly Sins. Yes. <laughs> so Skechers, the Tony Romo Skechers commercial was definitely the one <laughs> image that stands out in my mind. Uh, is him putting into a hole that is easily six feet around a golf <laughs> hole that is easily six feet around. <laughs> yeah. But the entire commercial is him making everything super easy, and you know. I'm in IT, and I'm all about the automation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a point where you cross the line of working smarter and just not working. <laughs> yeah. And and in the name of the seven deadly sins, we call this one sloth. 
Absolutely. And Roma was completely sloth-like in this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the next one, Devour Frozen Foods, it still gives me it rise it makes my hackles rise up even thinking about it mm -hmm. it is a wife talking about her husband's addiction to frozen food porn mm -mm. and the reason it bugs me so much is because porn addiction is not something to laugh about <laughs> yeah i hate to do it because you know that it steps on so many comedy and creative toes but porn addiction is a very real thing mm -hmm. Not only in this country, but in this internet-connected world. And it is not something that we should be crossing our wires or crossing the streams about on this. They use this porn addiction metaphor, this frozen food addiction, to sell their product as a good thing. Mm -hmm. And that makes me... Well, it completely backfired for, I would say, for a certain segment of the population who was watching, I would Im imagine this ad backfired. It, it definitely did. On it's, yeah. I had never heard of them before going into the Super Bowl, and I will never buy them coming out of yeah. it. Now, I put this down as uh, for the sin as gluttony, but you see it maybe differently? Yeah, I definitely see this as, boy, what? <sighs> lust. Yeah. I, it, it would have to be lust in my mind. Yeah. You know, most of the seven deadly sins in Catholic teachings, they're all idolism. Right. So really, that's that's what it comes down to is being obsessed with something other than God's glory. Mm -hmm. But the clear illusion in the Devour commercials was definitely the illusion to pornography and lust. Mm-hmm. And there's even one part where she looks under his bed and there's a whole bunch of crumpled tissues, mm. which just – that was the last straw when I was watching the commercial. <laughs> that was the point where I said, I am never touching this product. Yeah. Deets Nuts. So Deets Nuts is – maybe not. It doesn't belong in, in this in spotlight. <laughs> it really was just a locker room humor. And what Deets Nuts are is they are basically their beef jerky nuggets. Mm -hmm. When I looked at the website, I saw cat food. <laughs> they are dried meat pieces about maybe five centimeters on a side. But they are so dried that they go that they're supposed to be crunchy like nuts, which doesn't sound like a bad product to me because I yeah. love beef jerky. And beef jerky is typically really hard to chew. Yeah. So if it's crunchy, that would make it easier to eat. And and beef jerky, it, you know, what made it so good throughout history was beef jerky keeps very well mm -hmm. and is a great food item to keep when you're hiking or, you know, fighting in the Civil War, you name it. But the reason I put this one on here was because they use third grade locker room humor <laughs> throughout the entire <laughs> thing. The humor depends on you understanding that nuts is another reference to human anatomy. Yes. That's why I suggested it goes on here, because let's face it, it was written by a fifth grader. <laughs> Our next one is Expensify, which we already discussed. What one would be excess? Because uh, gluttony is an excess. Lust is, the, I mean, they all fall into that category. Yeah. It's like every rap commercial, and it was probably a parody of every rap commercial. The rapper, by the way, in this commercial was a guy named Two Chains. Uh, I'd mm. never heard of him, but I mean, I can probably count. I was going to say, neither of us are connoisseurs of rap music. <laughs> so. 
I could count on one hand with digits missing how many <laughs> how many secular rap artists I can name. And I've already pointed out that Chance the Rapper is one of them, and I don't know if I can come up with more. But Expensify, you know, it's a parody of these super expensive rap videos. It has a car, a Cadillac made out of ice and people wearing all gold and everything. Yeah. So uh, it really just is. Excess to an yeah. extreme. Yeah. And the last one that I nominated for this category is Simply Safe. And the reason is because of fear. Mm-hmm. The entire commercial is about this one guy to a, a much more minor extent, extent his family mm-hmm. and how bad the world is and how dangerous and it's almost dystopian, you know, the way it presents how scary the world is. The thing that, that kind of bugged me, they were showing it in extreme, but at the same time, that is a lot of those fears are real. And so I think it it kind of spotlighted what our culture is like. You know, like we're being encouraged to be fearful about all these things. And it's it's like they took what what's in the news every day and turned it into a commercial. And that's kind of the scary part about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it may come across as being this dystopia, but that's the world we live in. I mean, almost everything that's mentioned in that commercial is something you would see as a news item in our news today. Yeah. We don't want to live in fear. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's probably not a bad commercial, Mm -hmm. but it, it is banking on pulling those fear strings in the viewer. Mm -hmm. I've actually got a scripture tie in based on this commercial alone even though it's not going to be the one that I vote for to win the Sin sin Spotlight. (laughs) Go ahead. Give us our scripture. This one comes back to me for Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold on to you with my righteous right hand. And, you know... Isaiah was speaking to the nation of Israel, and believers are all included in that, in that yeah, category. Included in that. Yeah, and and to be honest, I think this is a, a good way to show the difference between the world and Christianity. You know, those of us who have a real faith, we can we don't have to have any reason to live in fear, even if we are martyred for God Christ's sake. We don't live in fear because we know that God has a ultimate plan and purpose for our lives regardless of how they turn out and we have eternity with him i mean there's nothing that can trump that yeah and so no we shouldn't as christians ever be living in fear we shouldn't be worried about calm trails or <laughs> aliens or, or any moon of landings the, yeah moon landings i mean no, 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 none of that stuff should ever worry us because and that that's not to say that we should not at times be afraid because there is correct fear yeah but the fear that simply safe is preaching in this commercial is not the kind of fear that we should be living in yeah now i think we are both going to choose the same winner for this category i think it's going to be devour oh yeah yeah hands down i would take my ball and go home if devour yeah. would win this category yeah devour definitely wins sketchers in my opinion is a close second yeah yeah i think devour is the the definitely the winner of this category in Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, and if there is anything praiseworthy, 
dwell on these things. So as Christians, we're not supposed to be looking at the bad in life. I mean, this kind of goes towards all of these commercials, but yeah. it, it's definitely a reminder that we are supposed to be moral in our thought life, not just in our behavior, but in our thought life, what we're thinking about. Because as you said, pornography is really as much a, a thought sin as it is a behavioral sin. Oh, yeah, you're definitely. Dwelling on things mentally that you shouldn't be dwelling on. We should not be dwelling on a frozen dinner, let alone pornography, pornography. real pornography. Yeah. yeah, let alone real pornography. And to and to use that real pornography problem as a selling point, I think, is just inexcusable. Yeah. Now, our next category is the use of technology or technology. Three of these ads kind of follow the same vein or the same concept. And then there's mm -hmm. a stand, one that's kind of a standalone as a different uh, concept. Our first runner-up is Mercedes-Benz, which is our standalone. Uh, it's talking about the new ability to just ask technology to do things for you and it makes it happen. And it takes yeah, it to the wish a, fulfillment. The wish fulfillment, yes. It takes it to an extreme level in the Mercedes-Benz commercial, like freeing Willie and <laughs> finding the cat and tearing up Make the it rain. Ticket. Yeah, making it rain money. Yeah, it's definitely an extreme. It was a very interesting use of, of advertising technology. I know that I myself have an Amazon Echo and I have programmed it to automate things in my house. So it's, it, you know, it's kind of interesting to be able to just tell the air to do something and, and you know, my light yeah. comes on in my living room. But it's not something that that goes quite to that level. And so to see them do that that commercial that way kind of caught my eye. When I was watching this commercial, I was thinking, my car's done that for the last three years at least. <laughs> I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> the Michelob Ultra, the second Michelob Ultra commercial, which featured a robot doing all of the workout things that people do, like in gyms and running and all yep. that kind of stuff. And at the end of the commercial, he is doing everything better than all the people are doing, obviously, because it's a robot. So, of course, it's going to do it better. But the one thing it can't do... Is drink a beer with its friends. Yep. It can't enjoy Michelob Ultra. Yep. How sad. Yeah. So Pinocchio can't be a real boy. Yep. And then we get the same theme in yep. the TurboTax RoboChild commercial, which is the use of this guy invented a RoboChild, and they ask him what he wants to do, and he says he wants to be a TurboTax accountant consultant and they says but you can't be because you are not emotionally complex enough advertising the whole point that you talk to a real person when you call for help on TurboTax and then the the final runner up is the Pringles sad device ad and this one is basically they're eating chips and enjoying how they can combine flavors with the Pringles which yeah. just as an aside I cannot stand Pringles they are the most disgusting chip oh, ever I made love them. <laughs> Oh, I cannot stand I, them. I know. I know it's just mashed and cooked potatoes, <laughs> but it's the flavor that makes them. Uh, the flavor and the shape. I'm so into Pringles. I think they're the most disgusting things ever invented. <laughs> but the um, device is very sad. They're talking to it and they make the random request of how many different flavor combinations can you make. And the device, which is could be anything from a, a Amazon Echo to a Google Assistant. Yeah. It was kind of nondescript. Uh, speaks up and gives the answer and then says, but I have not hands to stack and I have not taste to eat, to taste and all yeah. of those things. So it's very sad. And then they cut him off and ask him to play music. So. <laughs> 
It's a cute ad. I mean, it yeah. caught my attention. Of those, I think it was probably the most entertaining of all of those ads. The Mercedes-Benz might come the in The Pringles second. one gets my vote, too. Uh, yeah. Or rather, it gets my vote because it's a, it is the closest to, you know, what we deal with on it. Because we have the Google Home and mm-hmm. a Nest thermostat, and we do the same thing. That You know, we listen to music through Google Home and change the, mm-hmm. the temperature and everything like that. So the Pringles one was, for me, the most effective. Mm-hmm. They're all the fantasy kind of. The robot fail because they're just, they're still science fiction to me. Yeah. And uh, the Mercedes-Benz one failed for me because pff, my car's <laughs> been doing that for half a decade. <laughs> yeah. My car can't make it rain, mind you, because if it did, <laughs> things would be very different. Yeah. I don't really have anything as a scriptural tie-in, but... One point that I do want to make is, you know, the whole idea of an artificial being wishing that it was human is, I think, a comment on the soul. Because as humans, we're not just living beings. We are soulful creatures. We are made in the image of God. And Maggio Deo. Yeah. And so to create things is in our way of showing that we are created in the image of God because God himself is a creator. So every time yeah. we create something... In our own image, we are doing what God did. We are showing that aspect of God as creator. But we are imperfect as creators because we can only create things that wish they were, uh, that added a dimension that they can't be ensouled. They can't have the spirit that God gave us. I find it interesting, uh, not just these commercials, but, uh, you know, the Michelob Ultra and the RoboChild ones in particular, Mm -hmm. how often it is that these Short stories go back to the desire to be human because human is the golden standard as far as existence, you know? Mm -hmm. And that also speaks to the image of God. Mm -hmm. We are the golden standard of all of creation. God gave to humanity the stewardship of the earth. And I think the fact that we so commonly go back to the idea of robots and uh, technology wanting to be human, I think is tied to the fact that the image of God is the perfect image. Yeah. So maybe we should use, you know, Genesis 127. Yeah. So God created man in his own image and the image of God, he created him. Yeah. Male and female, he created them. And as humans, we cannot create to that standard. We can only strive for it. (laughs) That's the whole concept of artificial intelligence that we, we try we try really hard, but we cannot imbue these machines with a spirit and a soul, and they cannot have the image of God. They cannot have that breathed into them. Our next category is most nostalgic. This one is your category, so I'm going to yeah. let you carry it. This category in particular, and you know, this actually goes all the way back to our review and discussion on Ready Player One, mm-hmm. which I'm sure has lots of scripture tie-in that I could have gone back and looked at had I <laughs> actually thought about it. But uh, really, and you know, nostalgia is such a, a big part of advertising. It just seems like uh, it is so much more a part of advertising recently mm-hmm. and in movies. Uh, or maybe it's just because we notice it more because we're old and that's... Yeah, that might be. <laughs> nostalgia uh, well, catches our attention. Before last month when my dad died and I had to cancel the, the recording for January, I had gone out and seen Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. And I had in my notes that um, the first 30 to 45 minutes of the movie <laughs> was basically, hey, look, I'm the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the camera work, the phrasing that the that the actors used, you know, the whole it was all stuff that you could specifically identify mm-hmm. with uh with stuff if you grew up in the 1980s, which is appropriate since, you know, the Transformers came out in the 1980s. Yep. But anyway, it seems like nostalgia is so much more a a hook mm-hmm. for advertising and we had a number of uh, commercials in here that that relied on that the the first one and very early in the super bowl commercial lineup was the the walmart pickup ad mm-hmm. where it had all these different types of vehicles coming in to pick up groceries mm-hmm. i counted 12 different nostalgic vehicles coming in uh, and every single one of them, you know, what they're triggering is, hey, I know that. Hey, I know, I remember that. <laughs> so it's sort of like they're they're riding the coattails of the reference they're making. Mm-hmm. The other commercials that did that were the Doritos Hot commercial. But Chance the Rapper is, at one point, he's daydreaming about, wouldn't it be cool if everything from, everything that was cool in the past got an upgrade like these Doritos just got with their flaming hot upgrade and it shows you know old cars like a 1972 Gremlin mm-hmm. with a uh, a big engine and a scoop and everything in it and then it ends with him singing with the Backstreet Boys which you know is just nostalgia for anybody who grew up in the early 90s yeah the next one was NFL 100 which was all about nostalgia but that's because it the premise of the commercial was the NFL's 100th anniversary is coming up, which is really scary to me. <laughs> but it shows this big banquet, and the bank, the centerpiece of the banquet is this multi-tiered cake with a big golden football on it. And uh, one of the football players causes the football to call, fall off the cake, and then a fumble scuffle ensues. But the gimmick of the commercial is that it shows football players throughout the history of all history yeah Yeah. (laughs) basically the oldest to the not yet nfl players youngest Mm -hmm. and finally the last one i added in here it sort of as an afterthought was audi's commercial which is called heaven interrupted where it, it essentially is a guy walking into this waving wheat field and he sees his uh dead grandpa sitting on the on the porch of his of a house and Grandpa says, here, son, I saved this car for you. And uh, it really was about plucking the heartstrings for the nostalgia of, you know, Grandpa long gone and mm-hmm. and all that. I would say if, if you ask me the winner, it would be the Walmart. You know, I, I, I'm, even to this moment, I'm still torn between Walmart and NFL. <laughs> I think that NFL 100 would win for me if I knew who more of the football players were. And since I don't follow football, it was a total fail for me. (laughs) I was able to pick some out, including uh, Terry Bradshaw was in there. And Terry Bradshaw is a a personality that I follow. He's the spokesman of the company that I work for. And he has done a TV show called Better Late Than Never that I really enjoyed. So, But I still have to go back uh, to agree with you on the Walmart pickup. I was able to identify all of the vehicles as they pulled in, even the Dumb and Dumber mobile dog grooming truck, even never having seen the movies. Yeah, that was a cute commercial. I liked it. Yeah. For a tie-in, though, like I said, I, I probably should have gone back and looked. 
But it really does come back to making Idols sure not to idolize the yeah. past, really. Just another one of those idolatry things, which the Bible's full of. I mean, we could start naming scripture and... Yeah. But we can go back to the one we used before. It's like, children, keep yourself from idols. Yep. Our next category is most patriotic. And I, I'm not entirely sure patriotic is the best word for this category, but I think it's probably the only word that really fits. So Yeah. I, um, I agree. It's I think I think it's a good word for this, so Yeah. Our first runner up is the weather tech pet comfort commercial where you wouldn't think that's very patriotic but when you watch the ad there are american flags everywhere every yep. time ever over shoulders behind there are just it's it's waving the flag it is a flag waving commercial and there are there are people working in the background in every single shot yeah it, yeah. it's all about strong america <laughs> yeah yeah of uh, industrial America, America that makes things happen, and America yep. that loves its pets, that's for sure. It even puts in paw scanners at the yeah. elevators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our second runner-up is Verizon, which is a, uh, their first responders commercial, which is about... And this is a little bit of an emotional one, too, because it uh, it's this guy who was you know in a horrible accident and he's coming to meet the first responders who saved his life and it's a very touching ad uh the reason why i put it under patriotic is because our country honors our first responders and both our uh our emts and our uh, firefighters and our police they are all very important to our society and maintaining the civilized order that we have in our society and i'm very grateful for them so that's why yeah. i put this under patriotic and then the third runner-up is Google Jobs for Veterans. Yeah, this one holds a special place in my heart, obviously. <laughs> it's not only uh, are both my wife and I veterans, but uh, my nephew is an Afghan war veteran and works with helping vets recover from PTSD. Mm -hmm. So the amount of homeless vets and unemployed vets really does irritate me. And mm -hmm. uh, the fact that, that Google focused on this one for this commercial really worked for me. Yeah, it's a nice ad. It it took me a while to figure it out because while my dad is a veteran, I've I've never dealt with that because I was born after he came back from the war and he's mm -hmm. never talks about it that much. And late, well, he's more as he's gotten older, he's talked about it. But He's a Vietnam vet, right? Yes, yes. He put that behind him. And for a reason, the Vietnam veterans yeah. were not treated as nicely as we treat our veterans today. And... Uh, they came home. Thank God to a, we treat them better today. Yeah, they, they came home to a great deal of ridicule. So they did not wear their being veterans on the sleeve like a lot of our veterans do today. Yeah. Our fourth runner up is the Kia ad, which is the one where it, it talks about the, the small town in, in Georgia mm -hmm. and uh, what we produce. We mentioned it. It was one of the runner ups for the most emotional moment. It works really well in this category as well because it shows, you know, you know, the small town USA feel, you know, where we're all nobodies, but we produce something valuable even in the small know nothing town. Yeah. And yeah, so it's definitely a portrait of what small town America looks like. You know, this category is the toughest for me to judge because mm -hmm. when it comes to my uh, patriotic meter, mm -hmm. it's really easy to peg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, WeatherTech, it, the WeatherTech one was cool for me, but it, it just didn't really peg. It was a it flag waving. That was all it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it really didn't peg my meter, but the Verizon one, the Google one, and the Kia one, 
they They're all equally, hit yeah. the maximum level for me of thank you very much for saying that. I respect it. Yeah, it is a hard category. I would say from production standpoint that probably the Kia ad edges out the other two simply because, you know, the Verizon ad, it was just them, just the, you know, the guy talking to the first responders in a room. Yeah. And the, the Google ad uh, was just pictures of what's that form that it was showing the um, DD-214. Yeah, the DD-214 form. Uh, yeah. and then well, it, it was the various types of. Yeah. Uh, in the army, it's called the DD-214. Each service has their own, uh, yeah. you know, their own version of it. But in the Kia ad, there's a lot more to it. It's a very emotional ad with a good, nice voiceover. Yeah. And it's showing all of the aspects of, of the town life. And then it has a very positive message on top of that. And so I think that in for this one, I think my vote's going to go to Kia. It's for the first time I'm going to disagree with you. My vote is going to go to the veterans ad, the the Google ad for vets. Mm -hmm. But from a creative standpoint, focusing on the form numbers like it did, mm -hmm. I think that reached out and grabbed every vet who has ever had one of those forms, mm -hmm. and it said, "This is for you." So from that side, I don't think it could have affected you the same way it affected me. Yeah, I'm not a veteran. <laughs> yeah, it, you don't rely on your DD-214 the same way that my wife and I do. Right. I have them scanned into my Google Drive so I can pull them up on the iPad when I need them. Yeah, wow. So uh, it, it really, it, the DD-214 for us is more important than our driver's license. Well, I think we'll just declare it a tie then so that we don't... Works for me. We don't necessarily have a winner in this category. We're going to have a tie between the Kia ad for me. Ooh, can and... we have a cage match? <laughs> oh, no, not in this category. That would be mean. <laughs> well, maybe maybe the viewers can chime in and yeah. pick the winner from among these two. Yeah, yeah, because we're, we're not going to tussle over it. <laughs> <laughs> for a scriptural tie-in. You know, the one that comes to, mi comes to mind right away for me is Exodus 25, I think, which is honor your fathers and mothers, mm -hmm. which I know is weird. But it is, to me, it talks about the, the sacrifices that they made. And that's part of what makes this category the patriotic for me. And I know it's not a great tie-in. Mm -hmm. And for me, this wasn't so much a patriotic tie-in for Kia. It's just that the concept of the message of it and that we, we leave a legacy I mean, this is this is all about legacy building. That even if yeah. even if you are not anybody important, you're the lowest peon in the ladder. Um, what you do, it's like whatever you do, do it on do it for the glory of God. And I think that 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 kind of concept comes through in the Kia ad. Maybe not to the glory of God; they were more to the glory of themselves. But I think it was more of this is our legacy. This is what we build, and it means something. And I think that's that's a purpose in living for all of us. That even if we don't know who we are, where we come from, and none of it's none of that's important. It's what we build in in our community and in our families and in our faith. So that's my time yeah. for that one. So our next category, and this is our second to our last category, and this is where we might go a little negative. <laughs> Is our most SJW ad, and there, as we mentioned, we were expecting a lot more of them, and we only have five runner-ups, and some of them are a little more SJW than others. Uh, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, our first one is Bumble, which was the kind of the punchline is "Don't wait to be given power; we already have it." And this is from the female point of view, the women's liberation kind of 
uh, idea that women don't have to be given power or told to wait or any of those things. Speaking as the woman in this duo, uh, I will tell (laughs) you that I don't agree with anything that is put forward nowadays about women in our uh, women's lib movement. I, I do believe that there was a point to women's liberation at some point in the past, and I'm very thankful to the suffragettes that went before me, but I don't think that we have to be so in your face about the power that women have. Um, and I do believe that women do have power, but I don't necessarily think it needs to be um, such a big social commentary as it is yeah. today. It's It needs to be something that we are cognizant of, you know, the mm-hmm. Once again, going back to, if you don't remember history, you're doomed to repeat it mm-hmm. because we are a fallen man and uh, given the opportunity, men will always try to be dominant. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I agree. I, I don't think it needs to be. I think it hurts the cause to be so in your face. Right. Our second runner up is the Washington Post ad, which is the final ad. I think it was one of the last ads that ran. Mm. Democracy dies in darkness. I actually heard this one being discussed before the Super Bowl And it is kind of off-putting because of all of the things that Washington Post stands for. I know the the liberal side of media seems to think it is a very fair and balanced uh, news source, but it is not. It is um, again and again and again, it it leans left. And so – And I I want to say it has done more so over the last eight years. It has been leaning left constantly. So it's not just – the election of President Trump, but mm-hmm. it has been m- making a consistent move to the left for the last eight years. Yeah. Because I, I was a subscriber up until a year and a half ago. Yeah. So I watched it happen. Yeah. It's kind of sad because um, the whole concept of democracy dying in darkness, it's true. I mean, what they're trying to say is true, but what they're actually presenting in their ad is a slant on truth, I guess I should say, a heavily slanted truth. And one of the the people I heard talking about it commented that all the journalists they show are are ones that have been killed in the in well, I wouldn't say in the line of the action, course of their duties in the course of their duties. Yeah, the last one, which is the one that's made the news so much, is that um, uh, Arabic Kasagi uh, Kasagi. And the interesting thing about him is that he wasn't actually a journalist; he was opinion writer an opinion blog writer. So we're shading Uh, truth in our, we're shading truth in our presentation. It's like journalism has kind of lost its potency. Potency. Yeah. Because so much of our internet and everything is filled with opinion that we've become to think of opinion as being truth seeking. And my opinion and your opinion is not necessarily the truth. And that's why we have to go back to the Bible to find our truth. That was actually one of the reasons that I gave up on the Washington Post was because they they were failing to identify opinion as opinion, instead Mm -hmm. presenting it in the format of fact. Yeah. And that was one thing that I had always held print media so high above everything else, especially the internet. (laughs) Was that when you read page one on your newspaper, you could trust that they were going to report the facts and that just was not the case anymore for the Washington Post. And I love the Washington Post. My my uncle was an editor for 20 years there. Mm. But they have just gone so far over to the liberal side that, that I couldn't support them anymore. It's, I've moved my subscription over to the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Which used to be so much more right. But it, uh, thankfully, that's come left too, which I guess now I think about it, both of the moving left should probably concern me. Yeah. 
Our third runner up is Google Translate. And this is actually a fairly good ad for the most part. The The issue that I had from an SJW standpoint was that it's the the whole progressive idea I, of that kind of comes, it's kind of like a subtle message. It it put my back up just a twinge. And I, I wouldn't say this one is high on SJW, but it definitely had that content to it. So yeah. that's why it's a, a runner up. The NFL commercial, which we've already discussed at length, ended. We, we've talked about it without actually talking about how it yeah. ends. They bring in a woman at the end. Uh, and I never even knew that women played football. So that was kind of a new uh, thing for me. I'm, I'm assuming I, they at do. At least I knew that. <laughs> I don't know why would, women would want to play football, but... Anyway, that was that was the SJW ingredient in that runner-up. And then Toyota had an ad uh, in which they featured, a, again, a woman and a girl playing football. The whole runner-up of, you know, that people told her she was too small and, right. and all of that. So. Pretty, uh, a pretty common ad as, or pretty common content as far as that goes. There's a mm-hmm. lot of commercials. You know, I can't even remember who it was for, which probably indicates that the ad was a failure about the uh the football player who has a birth defect and is missing an arm uh, excuse me a hand mm. but uh it followed the exact same uh playbook so to yeah. speak as the Toyota ad and so yeah it was the same way and it's I can understand the desire to play football because there are things out there that are sociologically reserved for people other than you mm-hmm. but you may still have a love for it and in the nfl there are so many different skill sets that fall into the different positions on the field mm-hmm. when i think of female nfl players my mind immediately goes to kickers mm. because that is where and i want to say it was 20 years ago the first female nfl player was mm-hmm. and i don't think she ever made you know, big leagues. I, I think she was in a farm team or something like that. I guess, I guess I just, I would see women competing with other women. I just wouldn't see them on the same field as these big honking men that pile on top of each other and yeah. all of the injuries that go with football. It just, it doesn't seem like a female. Women are smarter than that. Yeah. That's to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't see. And, and it's not sexism. I just, I just don't see why any woman would want to. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't have the opportunity, but I think football, more than any other sport, is hard on the body. And I oh, I, yeah. I don't think – I mean, we, we put women in different leagues for basketball and baseball, and uh, they even compete against each other in volleyball and track and field events and stuff. I mean, we just – we don't put women up against men. And of all the sports that I would not see women playing on the same field as men – it would be football. Okay. So, and just simply because women do have uh, different bodies. And, and I know that that's going to get me in trouble in this day and age where women and men are supposed to be the same, but we have different strengths and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So as far as the winner goes, you know, all of these peg my meter a different way. But when I went into viewing the commercials, you know, when we were first talking about doing the commercials again, Mm -hmm. uh, I expected more of a certain type of commercial. And that was a type that targeted the issues brought up specifically by the Trump presidency. Mm -hmm. So for me, my winner is going to be the Washington post one. Yeah. Because I think think it is the most, uh, let's say relevant 
to the current political climate, mm-hmm. and for me, that was the uh, that was the SJW litmus test. Yeah, and I think we've probably really kind of already discussed when we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, we kind of already pulled that one in. As far as the scripture tie-in, especially for the Washington Post one, and this speaks as much to how they've been failing for me as how they have succeeded in the past, uh, it really falls into the the idea of truth for me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the greatest truth is that Christ died on the cross for my sins. Mm-hmm. And as a sinner, I am incapable of standing up to the holy standard and can only do so through the intervention of Christ and propitiation of my sins through his death on the cross. Yeah. So for me, it ties back to uh, John eight thirty two, which is a very basic verse. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And that, that verse has been taken out of context so much <laughs> because people... Which is what the Washington Post does best now. Yeah, yeah, because uh, they, they just apply that word truth to just about whatever they want truth to be. But in the, in the context of that scripture, truth means Jesus. That is, it's just another name for Jesus Christ. So you shall know Jesus Christ and he shall set you free. So that is the context of that. Our final category. And like all good awards show, we left the drama for the last. So our last category is, I couldn't decide whether to call it most entertaining or best drama. I think it really fits better as best drama. Like all good award show, you always have your, you know, you just all around um, dramatic movies that get, get their awards. And our three runner-up, it's a small category, are the Olay Killer Skin Can Backfire commercial, <laughs> the Aldi Heaven Interrupted commercial, and the Bud Light tie-in to Game of Thrones. So all of these contain dramatic elements. They were like little stories inside themselves. There was some suspense. There was kind of a, um, a conclusion, you know, that kind yeah. of wraps it around. So there are like little mini stories, like little m- dramatic movies done in <laughs> 60 to two, 60 seconds to two minutes. The L.A. Killer skin is kind of a different kind of drama because it's more of a suspense, you know, kind of like a killer or a horror movie kind of suspense. And yeah, the oil valet has been around for so long. It was sort of funny to see them have a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, especially when I guess maybe they were they were tying into the fact that a lot of women watch the Super Bowl now. So they yeah, were, they that, were, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Most people think of a lot of men watching the Super Bowl, but I think you know from the big Super Bowl parties, a lot of times the women are not in the same room. They leave the men to watch the game, and they're in another room talking, chatting, or playing games or something. But um, they board t- games, yeah. Woo-hoo! So they're typically not in the same room. And all the all the Super Bowl parties I've been to, the women typically don't actually sit in there and watch the the game. But I think it is they are usually present. So I suspect that's why Olay. Uh, spent the money on putting an ad in there. It's an interesting concept that, you know, using oil of Olay on your skin would change your face so much that your facial recognition on your phone would not recognize. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. That was the point of the ad. It was it was dramatic. It caught my attention. The, <laughs> the Audi Have an Interrupted commercial, which we have mentioned elsewhere, is a little mini story about a guy who is choking on something and uh, a cashew cashew. choking on a cashew he's choking on a cashew but you don't know that until the end that's the gotcha at the end of the that that is the gotcha right yeah 
he thinks he's like walking in the in the wheat and and there's this whole dramatic thing with his dad or was it his granddad i can't even remember and i think it was his granddad his yeah. granddad and the, and the car and everything's so perfect and he's getting in the car and it's just oh it's just perfect and then he wait He's jerking. He's jerking, and somebody's getting in the Heimlich. Heimlich. It's very well done ad, and I, uh, my hats off to them. The production value on that ad was quite good. And then the final one was the Bud Light Game of Thrones. Now I have never watched Game of Thrones, so I have no clue what Game of Thrones is about. But the way they I've, put this, I've not only have I read the books, but I also watched half of the first season. Okay. That was all I could take. Yeah. I've heard some really bad things about it, and I've heard some really good things about it. And the bad and the good are two different sides of a coin that I'm just not willing to mm -hmm. to go for. But the way they did this commercial is so hilarious because you don't typically have the hero of your commercial get knocked down and killed. So <laughs> <laughs> when you're advertising Bud Light, you would think the Bud Knight is going to win the joust, but he loses the joust, and that's when the tide of the commercial changes. So it was a very well done commercial as well. And I have to admit that I do love the theme music to Game of Thrones. I may never <laughs> watch the TV show, but the music is beautiful. The commercial makes reference to a specific scene in Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. uh, first or second, second season, I think, mm -hmm. uh, where a, a man who was supposed to win the battle lost. And when he lost, the winning opponent uh, called the mountain did a very, very gruesome thing of tearing the man's head open. Mm. Uh, which, you know, because this is HBO, they, they actually showed, showed all it. the gory detail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and th that particular scene when it came out uh, caused quite a stir. Yeah. In in the, uh, the Twitterverse, so to speak. So that was the first hint you got in this uh, uh, that it might be a Game of Thrones reference. And then, of course, you know, the dragon comes in and the dragon is very clearly from the Game of Thrones CGI group. Mm -hmm. So but all four or all three of these commercials succeed by pulling the rug out. Yeah. From under the viewer. Yeah. Uh, it's the oil volet one. I noticed at the very end where the killer starts complimenting the potential victim on the glow of her skin and everything. Mm -hmm. I noticed they gave him a very effeminate uh, voice and pronunciation. Hmm. Uh, way of presenting himself, yeah, including waving the hand around the, like the old stereotypical limp wrist from you know the the <laughs> Saturday Night Live eighties thing. Oh my! And I thought that was an interesting choice. Yeah, oh. but uh, for me, the winner has got to be the Game of Thrones uh, because it really was a Game of Thrones commercial. Yeah, and see, Bud Light had been doing a whole series of these like medieval style. Yeah, the uh, whole Dilly Dilly series. It's yeah. been going for three years. Yeah. And so it tied in really well. And, and it was unexpected. And, and it was beautifully done. I'm kind of torn because I really like the Audi Heaven Erupted one as well. Mm. But I am willing to concede if you really like the Bud Light Game of Thrones one. I it's I have to go with the Game of Thrones one just because of how well it did the rug jerk yeah. at the end. Yeah really did did not see that one coming. And it is worth watching the extended version of that one. The one that aired during the Super Bowl was a shorter ad. Yeah. And there is an extended version of it, which we'll put the link to the extended one in our show notes. Um, it's really worth watching the full one because you, you get the full effect of the Game of Thrones uh, <laughs> side uh, much better. So yeah, that is our winner. 
the Bud Light Game of Thrones. Come up and get your trophy. <laughs> oh, sorry, he's dead. <laughs> well, yeah, the issue with Game of Thrones and is that it is uh, very X-rated and on HBO, and this is the way they like to do things. So it's interesting that it gets that much airtime during a broadcast television event. But well, you know, it's a it's a capitalist society, yeah. and a lot of money goes into Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know, we we might even point to Ephesians five eleven. Is it? Don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them. Because that really is what it is. It's, I mean, Game of Thrones. There is absolutely it has great entertainment value. It really does. The books are are very enjoyable, but they're. Uh, mm-hmm. They are every bit as dark as the series. The reason I stopped watching the series was because I couldn't take any more flesh. Yeah. It, it's just flesh everywhere in the series. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that it really does come down to don't participate in fruitless works of darkness. Instead, expose them because that's what they are. Well, that brings us to the end of our award ceremony for the commercials. And we'd love if people have more feedback or want to add some more categories and add more commercials, feel free to join us on our Facebook group and do that. Uh, You will have to ask to join, but we don't turn people away unless they break specific rules of decency, which so far no one has. Thank you. Feel free to come and join us. So you can also comment on the show notes for this episode, which will be at areyoujustwatching.com slash 89. You can call us at 903-231-2221 and leave us a voicemail. You can email us at feedback at areyoujustwatching.com dot com that's spelled out are you just watching dot com and then we would like that for you to subscribe rate and review us on itunes you can follow me on twitter at eve franklin and you can follow me on twitter at renchepple r-e-n-c-h-e-p-l-e and i believe that's it for this episode we will most likely be doing captain marvel for our march episode so if you nice and early it's coming your, out nice and early in march yay nice and early for us and so we'll be we'll be hitting that be right on top of it hopefully yep. as long as nobody dies and and uh yeah our, uh, network stays up and all of the we keep dotting all our i's and crossing all our t's i will tell you that we would dearly love uh your support on patreon if you could join us and at patreon.com slash are you just watching and we want to thank our continuing supporters, Amanda John, Craig Hardy, Stephen Brown II, and Peter Chapman for their monthly support. We'd love to add you to that list. So please come and support us. And I believe that's it. Yeah, we're going to get played off if we keep talking. <laughs> this is Eve Franklin. This is Tim Martin. Thank you so much for listening. And don't just watch. Are You Just Watching is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Subscribe to more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodlemix.net.